1: As you know, there have been devastating bushfires in southern New South Wales and in Victoria this week. And all honour to those emergency services who've done an amazing work in saving so many properties. But there have been as many as 108 homes and businesses destroyed. Residents will be challenged with the losses of personal and family heritage items and the trauma of losing their homes. Now, residents will have a long road to recovery... And there are Christian welfare initiatives that are about to come alongside those residents in those communities. George Rodriguez is Executive Director of Samaritan's Purse in Australia and for New Zealand too. And George is on the line with us. Hello, George Rodriguez. Welcome back to 2020. Hello, Neil. How are you? I'm well, thank you, George. And thanks so much for being available today to talk about what Samaritan's Purse is about to get involved in because 108 homes destroyed or damaged uh, this level of emergency uh, just uh, rings the alarm bells in your office and you've got teams now on their way to Tarthra to support after the emergency services have done such a wonderful work trying to save those homes there.
0: Neil uh, it's it's really sad that 108 homes have been uh, destroyed or or badly damaged. Our hearts go out in our prayers for the uh, homeowner's that suffered this loss. Uh, but we thank the Lord for first responders in this country. We are so blessed with the amazing first responders that uh, we can depend on in, uh, in disasters in Australia. But after the first responders uh, go through and have done their amazing job, uh, there remains a lot of work to be done to help people cope with the uh, recovery process. And uh, we, uh, we deploy. We deploy with Samaritan's Purse, uh, with volunteers, with our disaster relief unit, which is a big truck you may have seen uh, in other disasters or, in you know, travelling around uh, cities. And uh, with, with uh, uh, you know, part of the personnel or volunteers from the local region, others will be volunteers coming in from other parts of Australia. So we've uh, activated them. We've uh, emailed uh, all the people on our database that uh, expressed an interest in in volunteering for uh, disaster relief. And uh, and we have uh, our site management team, uh, um, you know, uh, stood up. We've got an operations coordinator. We've got uh, people that will be assessors to assess the jobs that uh, might be uh, available for us to help with. Uh, We have, of course, the truck driver who is also the equipment uh, manager for all the uh, equipment on our truck. A disaster relief unit, and uh, office manager, um, and, and other other roles, many roles. Besides the people that go out and actually do the work on uh, on site, there are people that supported, you know, in in Tafra and uh, or wherever the disaster is, but also back here at the office. We've got uh, all the o- Operation Christmas Child uh, office uh, downstairs and warehouse transformed into a disaster relief assembly for all the kits that we'll be uh, sending out to uh, uh, you know, to Tatra and to Victoria, which are big bags full of uh, tools to help uh, residents recover. Lots uh, of our
1: listeners, the- George, are going to be very familiar with the good work that Samaritan's Purse does and uh, to know that after the emergency services have done their first responders thing, uh, they've been there and they've uh, put the fires out, uh, they've rescued homes... There is a long recovery road that is sometimes forgotten. And even today, when you look at the headlines, uh, post bushfires, you know, there's other stories, some flash flooding and that sort of thing that takes over the headlines. But there's a long process here in recovery for communities that have been hit this hard, like Tarthra. And, uh, and you guys go in there and you're there for as long as it takes to make sure that uh, you've covered every one of those uh, homeowners and uh, offered them the support that you do. We certainly
0: stay on site while we have volunteers and and funds that we can deploy to assist people. And uh, and alongside Samaritan Spurs uh, uh, volunteers, we'll have the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association RRT Rapid Response Team Chaplaincy. In fact, Stuart Beveridge heads up uh, the RRT team in Australia, and he will be arriving in Tartra uh, you know, tomorrow morning probably is flying out, and uh, he'll assess, and then he'll try and f- uh, assemble a group of uh, his chaplains to go out and work alongside um, our volunteers as
1: we uh, uh, deploy from from house to house, uh, helping uh, as we can. George, a few thoughts on the value of a chaplain coming alongside someone who might be standing. In front of their house completely burned to the ground and uh, lost their worldly possessions, uh, the chaplain comes alongside in these circumstances. How do they, uh, how do they find that, uh, you know, and this has happened time and, uh, time and again with your rapid response team where you've gone to disasters uh, right around Australia. Uh, how, what sort of response do you get from people when there is a chaplain to stand alongside them?
0: Yes, in fact, our chaplains, in, uh, from Australia, we are also deploying overseas in uh, in uh, disasters in Europe, in America, wherever they happen, together with the International uh, uh, Billy Graham Evangelistic Association uh, (RRT) team. So the main the main function of a of a chaplain is to have to be a, a safe listening ear, to not to, uh, a Bible bash anybody, but to stand, to understand, and if appropriate, uh, to pray. Uh, and uh you know give uh, words of encouragement but they they go to the disaster it is not only uh, to help the uh the uh, people affected by the disaster but also to be there with the our team you know uh, people that uh, volunteer to go and work with the medical spurs. they also human beings they also get impacted by what they see and so the chaplains are there uh you know uh, to uh, uh you know to be of help to the Samaritan's Burst Disaster Relief uh, volunteers as well as to the uh, people affected by uh, the disasters you know, in the disaster area. So it's, it's an invaluable uh, help to us.
1: George, one of the first things you do is the distribution of fire recovery kits. Uh, this is something you've seen used before many times. Uh, what's in a recovery kit that will help those uh, homeowners who've lost everything? These kits
0: are, have been distributed around the world in so many nations now over the years. They're very simple kits. Uh, they've got tools, basic tools, uh, like a, mat- a matic, uh, you know, uh, a, a sieve to sieve through the ashes, because often people would find, uh, you know, valuables, small valuables, rings, whatever it is, something to remember. So those, those uh, uh, sieves are in the bag, and a whole lot of tools, as well as protective uh uh, uh, you know, clothing and the masks and so on, so that people uh, can be safe. But but we do want people that they have to be sure that the home has been uh, cleared, that there's no asbestos, that not to go on any site, which there's any doubt it is as, asbestos uh, ash on the site or exposed asbestos. But these tools have been used in Australia in many fires and internationally, and uh, often uh, and it's our volunteers that go on the site and uh, work with people or just do it for them and uh, try and recover what they can, try and clean up uh, what they can, you know, a shovel, a pick, et cetera, because when many homes burn down, there's nothing left. And, yes, they can wait for insurers or can wait for somebody to come and help, but the natural inclination of many owners is to, is to go and see w- what they can salvage. And we'd like to be there. We'd like to be there with our volunteers to help them clean up. We'd like to be there. Searching for whatever uh, you know uh, could be salvaged from the uh, you know from the ashes. That's of value. Uh, you know things the families own. and like to uh, try and see if they uh, can
1: salvage. So, uh, George, the disaster relief unit, which is a large truck, you might like to describe that. Uh, that'll be deployed into the disaster zones. Uh, when is it likely to arrive? Is it on its way there? So.
0: So we're hoping, uh, we're hoping to get it, uh, to, uh, Tatra on Thursday morning or, or Thursday afternoon. I think it's going to drive, uh, overnight from Melbourne. The, the, the vehicle is currently in Melbourne, so we're going to drive it overnight into, into, uh, Big End and then into Tatra as soon as we're allowed, uh, you know, uh, to, uh, to go into the zone, and we identified a uh, site for it. Uh, we will drive it there. And so it's a vehicle full of uh, uh, equipment for our uh, volunteers, uh, uh, clothing and and tools, and we deploy from from the truck. And that truck has got an office, so our our office, we don't have to uh, look for an office in the city where we deploy to. We've got our own office, our own water, our own air conditioning, our own power generation, and uh, that's where we operate from.
1: Okay, uh, it is a sophisticated operation you have and that disaster relief unit truck becomes your home base, your headquarters in the disaster zone uh, so that you can coordinate the volunteer activity as they're out uh, being chaplains and drawing alongside those homeowners who've lost everything. Uh, People can support you, and no doubt you'll be calling for prayers uh, into uh, these sorts of disaster zone areas, Uh, but also uh, no doubt there'll be financial needs. How can people support financially the good work that you're doing, George?
0: Well, we'd be very grateful because we depend 100% on uh, on, uh, donations. We don't have any grants from any government or anyone else. So uh, if people uh, feel they want to donate towards this effort, they could come onto our website,
1: Samaritanspurse.org.au. Okay. Org.au. Samaritanspurse.org.au. Uh, George Rodriguez, executive director of Samaritans Purse in Australia, and of course uh, for those. Uh, who are uh, uh, know uh, the connections here, connections with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Uh, George Rodriguez, thank you so much for your update this morning. And uh, you are in our prayers for the good work that you're doing there in those disaster communities. Thanks for being with us today on 2020. I
0: appreciate it very much. Thank you so much.